This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Here we go, episode number 22 of Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This opening segment is sponsored by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance. Located in Stevensville at 112 Lock Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park. Now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. Today is Giving Tuesday. If you're listening to us on uh, Tuesday, the day the podcast comes out. And uh, why not consider giving to the Edge? Yeah, the Giving the Edge Foundation. They do great work with money there for kids across the shore. Well, I'm flying solo tonight. Mike Bradley is uh, awaiting the birth of his baby. Yeah, they induced on Sunday night and uh, still no word yet from Bradley as of this recording. And uh, we are anticipating the delivery of said child. So, uh, you know, praying for uh, that it all goes well and according to plan uh, for uh, Bradley and his lovely wife, Brooke, as uh, they are ready to meet their baby girl for sure. So uh, if, if something breaks in the middle of this recording, then we will be sure to make sure that we get the uh, information on the air to you. But uh, today, it's going to be a short show. I can tell you that because, well, there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, we we'll want to talk about Maryland football, high school football, um, Maryland College football, yeah, the Terps becoming bowl eligible. Uh, we'll talk with Jay Coleman about the Eastern Shore Bowl. Some breaking news on Monday out of Queen Anne's County High School. And then we'll look at winter sports. Yeah, and then stupid rules of winning sports. We've got all that and more coming up right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. The instant offer event is going on strong at the Preston Automotive Group. If you want an instant offer for your vehicle, we'll give one to you on the spot. Or if you send us the VIN number and vehicle mileage, we can give you an instant offer and come pick up the vehicle from you with no purchase necessary. Get a check in just minutes and get an instant offer from any of our Preston Automotive Group locations for your best deal on your trade or just selling your vehicle. Preston Automotive Group is the way to go during the instant offer event. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast presented by an optical galleria and Hook Optics. Hook Optics is their brand new sunglass line that they came out with earlier this year. They come in plastic lenses and glass lenses. They are all polarized. You need to check them out at hookoptics.com. They would make great Christmas presents. You can give a gift certificate from an optical galleria. They've got three locations. One, downtown Centerville on uh, West Water Street. Downtown Easton on Harrison Street and in the Tealmarks Plaza in West Ocean City. An amazing fit for heads of all sizes and a variety of colored polarized lenses. Stop by an Opto Galleria at eyesandart.net or check out 
Hook Optics with Hook Sunglasses at HookOptics.com. Let's talk Maryland High School football and the playoffs and the way they have worked out. My goodness, the championship games are set. In the Class 4A, 3A, they'll kick it off Thursday night on the 2nd. Dundalk and Mergenthaler are going to be playing on Friday at 4 o'clock to 2A. Frederick Douglass who knocked off the folks from Ken Island. Frederick Douglass making it to the state championship, and they're going to be playing Milford Mill. In the 4A at 7.30 on Friday, Quince Orchard taking on Henry Wise. That's going to be an amazing game. All of these games, by the way, going on at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. And on Saturday, in the 2A-1A, Dunbar against South Carroll. In the 1A at 3.30 Saturday, Fort Hill playing Mountain Ridge. And in the 3A at 7 o'clock on Saturday night, Linganore with uh, playing Northern out of Calvert County. There is your complete look at the state championships. My goodness, in that 1A in the state bracket, uh, Fort Hill uh, getting by Edmondson Westside. They picked up that victory uh, to uh, to move on, and uh, it was a, a, a easy win for Fort Hill, 43-14 in that one and of course Fort Hill going to be playing uh, the uh, Mountain Ridge who easily took care of Perryville by the score of 63-14 but when you get to the 2A the 2A was very close and very exciting so Decatur lost to Huntingtown Huntingtown ended up losing to Milford Mill yeah they lost that contest and uh, Douglas ended up coming back as the seventh seed to beat Oakland Mills. So how about that? It was a uh, a pretty darn good game, in fact. And uh, so congratulations to Douglas and also Milford Mill, the four seed and the seven seed making it to the championship. But, uh, yeah, so once these games happen this week, they will not be televised, by the way, uh, because uh, as Bradley had told us a couple of weeks ago, that uh, the state wanted all six covered, and the uh, folks that did the broadcast only wanted to do four. And uh, so, yeah, they will not be covered um, it, on TV this year. But uh, if you want to go to the game, you can still do that. Tickets are available, and it's at the Navy Marine Corps um, Memorial Stadium. Should be a good time. Anyway, games start Thursday night, run Thursday, Friday, and Saturday if you don't have anything going on. When we come back, we are going to talk with Jake Coleman, uh, head coach of the Decatur Seahawks, and uh, a guy that's been putting on the Eastern Shore Bowl for quite some time. He's next here on Time Out with Shore Sports. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you.
This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast is sponsored by Brett and Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perrett and the staff get you back to feeling new again. Accepting most insurance policies, step away from the pain by calling Brett and Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. Jay Coleman, my buddy from Decatur, with us right now to talk the Eastern Shore Bowl. Hey, Hi there. What's up? How are you doing? I, I thought, well, I'm flying solo today, waiting for Bradley to have this baby. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. They induced yep. her on Sunday night and still no word. So That's exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, yeah. And I told him, take it all in and enjoy it, because having a child changes your outlook on life completely. No question. So, no question. Well, uh, you, you've had a week to... Uh, get over the the loss to Huntingtown and start thinking and looking ahead to next year. But that's not why I wanted to talk to you today. I want to talk to you about the Eastern Shore Bowl. You've been putting this bowl game on. I mean, you you were one of the original founders. You've been putting this game on for a while. Oh, I founded it. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is all, uh, you know, the brainchild of just basically uh, back in the day, there was a Mason Dixon team that was selected. And, you know, I remember going to it and being selected on that team. And, you know, it was so awesome to sit around with, you know, players from both the North and the South Bayside. And, you know, we all just kind of like we wanted to play each other, you know, in an all-star format. And, of course, it's been so competitive over the years with the North and the South, you know, who's better. And, you know, that was always a question for a long time. And, and that's kind of the question we – we sought to, you know, seek an answer to, and uh, and the game has just continued to grow. And you know, one one reason why we we never really called it the Bayside All Star Game is because we wanted to eventually kind of expand and and make it a more regional game. And you know, now Mark, I mean, we have we're going to have five schools this year from from the uh, South Henlopen Conference in it. Mm-hmm. We got all the Eastern Shore of Virginia schools. You know, as far as Northampton, and I mean, we're going to have players in it from Appleton, Dundalk, out of Baltimore City. Uh, the Anne Arundel County Conference has sending us players, as well as the Chesapeake. You know, and it's really become an awesome uh, all-star game. You know, there's the Smack All-Star Game, there's the the Baltimore Touchdown Club All-Star Game. Uh, there's the PG All-Star Game, and there's the Eastern Shore Bowl. So it's four opportunities for that week uh, for these All-Stars. And, you know, I, I just got off the phone about 20 minutes ago from, um, you know, Coach, and, you know, his his quarterback threw for, you know, a bunch of yards up in Appleton, and he hadn't gotten selected for, the you know, any of the All-Star games. So we said, hey, we'll take you. So, uh, wow. you know, it's just, it's just an awesome opportunity. I think this year we're going to have more schools – than ever there could possibly be right now i think 23 different schools that have represented um and and it may end up being more so you know the eastern shore bowl again it's just continuing to expand um you know and and it's been awesome and it's been awesome so you know it's 15 years in and i think that's quite an accomplishment to be able to have a game and you know and and especially last this long and it's a credit to our the coaches and the conference who support it and uh you know 
it's it's been amazing. It's 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 a nice little game. Over the years, it's been uh, played at Cambridge. It's been played at Salisbury. Uh, yeah. th- this year, it's going to be played at Queen Anne's County High School. Yeah, and Queen Anne's County, they really came to the rescue this year because uh, you know with the change and procedures going on with COVID. You know, there were different counties. I don't want to name any counties, but just about every county um, just wasn't sure about how all-star games were going to be handled. And I'm talking about, like, even girls and boys soccer. All those games were kind of up in the air. And thank goodness that, you know, Queen Anne's County stepped it to the plate. They wanted the Eastern Shore Bowl to be uh, there this year, and and they got it. And, uh You know, we're looking forward to having it there. Obviously, we'd love to have a turf facility, uh, but it's been awesome to have it in Cambridge, you know, being the midway point of the Bayside Conference. But with this game really expanding, you know, all across Maryland, you know, Queen Anne's County is is probably a better center point for the kids that are coming from the Chesapeake, coming from Baltimore City, coming from Anne Arundel County, and coming from Delaware and and Virginia. So it's, uh, you know, if if it goes well, we might have it there again. These are this game is going to feature seniors from uh, schools across the shore uh, into Delaware, the Eastern Shore of Virginia, and as you as you mentioned, also on the other side of the bridge. Uh, it is Sunday, December twelfth at twelve noon, uh, and being held at Queen Anne's County High School. If folks want tickets, I guess they can get those at the gate, right? Yeah, it'll get the, the tickets are the same as last year, and it is an All Star game, so it's ten dollars a ticket. You know, and I know that you know people are used to paying six or eight dollars depending upon playoffs. But you know, this is pretty typical if you go to any of the Bayside All Star games or anything else. Uh, basically, we're trying to pay the bills and make sure the game continues on. This is not a it's a nonprofit uh, game, and uh, you know everything's going towards in, uh, insurance, facility use for practices for games, and then of course we got to pay our officials and, and our people that work the game. So. Um, ten bucks. Know, it, it, ten bucks is nothing when they're paying over a hundred to go watch, you know, Lamar Jackson throw four interceptions. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we won. We won. The Ravens won. So <laughs> and and look, you know, we we're going to have a load of collegiate scouts that come and take advantage of this as well. We, usually, we have anywhere from six to ten uh, college scouts. Uh, the practices are going to be the eighth, ninth, and tenth uh, for the north. Uh, at Queen Anne's County High School between 6 and 8 p.m. Uh, so if you want to get out and, and see some of the All-Stars there, they'll be having practice at that time. And then the South, they'll be uh, practicing the 8th, 9th, and 10th of December from 7 to 9 p.m. at Wicomico County Stadium. And and this year, Coach Taylor is going to hit up the uh, – from Wahai, he's going to hit up the South uh, team and, and Coach Waters – uh, from Queen Anne's County is going to be hitting up the North team, and I just appreciate those guys, you know, stepping up and volunteering, and and we're going to have a you know a bunch of coaches that are all involved in different duties, and you know it takes a it takes a village to to kind of get this you know game off the ground, and and we really appreciate your support, and if you're available, we would love for you to come and help us vote for the four MVPs that we pick in the game because we pick an offensive and defensive MVP for both teams. So if you're available, Mark, we'd love for you or, or Mr. Bradley to, to come and help us select those all-stars. My goodness. So you need an announcer, too? No, we're using uh, the Queen Anne's County. I always leave it up to the home okay. site. Right. So Queen Anne's County is running the scoreboard. They're running the, uh, you know, they're having their, their announcers, the Bayside officials. 
will be officiating the game. And uh, wow, they 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 haven't been able to officiate at that school in a while. <laughs> uh, see, look, there you go. You're trying to start some trouble. I'm not going to fight on that though. But I mean, I think they're looking forward to it. And and I'll tell you what, Coach Waters is. You know, he told me today that he's preparing food and kind of like a buffet for all the coaches nice. uh, and the officials. Um, you know, to come and and he's doing it up real, real nice. And you know, I think Coach Waters is trying to get a few extra calls come next year. That's yeah. a good idea on his part. <laughs> well, yeah, when he goes to uh, games that are officiated by Bayside officials, I can't blame him. So, yeah, but, yeah, we should all have the same officials, don't you think? I, I think that's I, unfair that some counties don't have the same officials. But I, you know what? It's as long as the officials <laughs> are, you know, and and honestly. From what I saw uh, from Bob Cannon and his crew this year in the Bayside, I kind of felt like they did better than the group that was across the bridge that comes well, over. So I, you know what? You're trying to get me in trouble, and, and I already had 16 penalties called against me when I played at Kent Island. So <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to play hey, on that. We. I think, I, I think I, I we've think got I even the complained on this show. Yeah, you. You did. I think um, I was out of town, and uh, Matt Griffith was interviewing you on the field, and I recall hearing you say these officials sucked. <laughs> so well, I, I, know, I think I we have know. that somewhere. I don't know if I said that. You did. I, I, we we have the, we have it somewhere. <laughs> well, it might not have been me. It was a, it was Matt was talking to a bunch of people after the game. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, maybe that's what it was. Well, listen, this uh, Eastern Shore Bowl, it's going to be exciting. Sunday, December 12th at 12 noon at Queen Anne's County High School. You know what? I'm going to try and slip over there because it's an opportunity that I get to see you. Yeah, look, hey, it's 12-12 at 12. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, 12-12 at 12, so you can't forget it this year. And and I'm going to try and get uh, some of my video crew over there as well for uh, ShoresportsMD.com. Hey, I love it. We'll do some interviews right on the sideline. Man. You know, we can interview the coach that's losing as he goes into the locker room, just like they do on TV <laughs> if you want. Well, unfortunately, we're not live. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, you know what? It's going to be a great time. Uh, head on out. You'll see some great high school football, some some great players. I mean, we've been blessed with some great players across the shore this year. I, I, I think, Mark, this has been one of the most talented. You know, the coaches – the coaches selected uh, the first team all Bayside, and I know that Overtime Live is also working on their all-conference picks. But I'm telling you, when you look at the first team all Bayside yeah. offense and defense, this might be one of the most talented years that I can remember. You know, I've been doing it for 18 years. This is one of the most top-to-bottom uh, talented groups that I remember seeing personally. So. A lot of all-stars. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of all-stars and a lot of big names, and they'll be playing at the Eastern Shore Bowl Sunday, December 12th at 12 noon at Queen Anne's County High School. Coach, I thank you for taking the time uh, this evening to talk with us, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get some folks out there. Appreciate it. Thank you. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Yes, there he goes with those Decatur Seahawks. Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by Midshore Exteriors. Handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters. So let the Master Elite GAF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com. 
Thanks to Jake Coleman for joining us today. Greatly appreciated to talk about that Eastern Shore Bowl. Hopefully you can make it out. Speaking of Queen Anne's County High School, big news coming out of the school today. Uh, Kim Betts and Shanna Corder, the head coach and assistant coach for Queen Anne's County High School softball. Well, those two announced today that they are stepping down. Yes, turning the program over to someone unknown. Yeah, they finished 14-0 last year and gave Queen Anne's County High School their very first women's team championship in the history of the school. Yeah, when they won the 2A Maryland State Softball Championship last year. And, of course, if you recall, the very next day, the girls lacrosse team won the state title. So, yeah, Kim Betts and Shanna Quarter stepping down at Queen Anne's. They are going to help with the transition to the new coaching staff, whoever that is, as the school is beginning the uh, coaching search. So if you're interested, well, you can always apply at uh, Queen Anne's County High School to uh, check out to see if maybe you are qualified to take over what has been a pretty darn impressive um, program there with the uh, Queen Anne's County High School softball team. And, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely among those mentioned when you talk about uh, Queen Anne's and, and Easton and North Carolina, the way they've been at the top. And uh, so, you know, obviously Queen Anne's one of the ones mentioned there. So uh, who's going who's gonna to fill those shoes? My goodness, those are some big shoes to try and fill. No doubt about that. But congratulations to Coach Betts and Shanna Corder uh, for a successful coaching career there. Yeah, you think about it. Coach Betts, she played in high school. Then she turned around and she played at Salisbury. And then she came and ended up coaching at Queen Anne's. And she's been involved with the sport of softball for 30 years. And I know from a previous interview with her that her mom and dad would always come to their games. And as a coach, you step away and you you know that you're going to miss the game. But wow, think about their parents. Think about Kim Betts' parents, how they're not going to be able to go to a softball game to watch their daughter coach. My goodness. So uh, it'll be quite an adjustment. But uh, Kim Betts definitely has uh, her hands full with her boys as well as they are getting older. And I think that's probably why she decided to step down. Yeah, I told you it's a short one tonight. This next uh, portion of the podcast sponsored by 4L Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. Get more info at 4AllSeasonsInc.org. Winter sports. So with ShoresportsMD.com, we've started going around and talking to some of the coaches. And uh, while we've only hit two schools so far, Kent Island and North Carolina, we've been reaching out and talking to some of the other schools as well. And one of the things that we've found, surprisingly, numbers are way down across many of the sports, but especially in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, in fact, numbers are so low in wrestling that there's going to be teams that don't even have enough wrestlers to have a home meet. So they would have to go on the road for like four matches. Yeah, there's even a couple schools that may not have wrestling at all this year. Teams that have been around for years. And because numbers are low, they're not going to have a program. Yeah, girls basketball. More teams dropping JV teams and just having varsity because numbers are low. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a sad state. And coaches are saying because they think that they didn't because they didn't have a season last year, that's why they're not getting numbers out. Is that really the case? I mean, you have to wonder why why are kids losing an interest in high school sports? I mean, that's that's the real thing. You know, why why are we having low numbers? If you remember Park, I mean, uh, Jay and Bennett, a 3A school, which is one of the more populated schools here on the shore, they only had 27 football players come out this year. 27. Think about that. In a big school like that. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, so is COVID the reason? I'm not sure. There was a study that came out, um, and they say that sports used to really capture the attention of Americans, but it seems younger people are losing interest. A new study shows just 23% of Generation Z, which is people born between 92 and 2007, just 23% consider themselves avid sports fans. That's 19% lower than millennials, and about 33% of the Gen Xers and baby boomers say they identify as avid sports fans. Yeah, in fact, 27% of Gen C respondents say they actively dislike sports. Why? Yeah, a sports psychologist, Rich Luker, said in November of 2020, last year, told the Washington Post that he observed sports fandom drop among young people for the past decade and a half, and he's warned major sports leagues that a reckoning is on the horizon. Nielsen noted in 2019 that members of the Gen Z have higher expectations for entertainment experience than their elders and new ways to discover and consume content. Yeah, that's why TV numbers have gone down. I get it, because... They're watching on their screens, their little screens, their, their you know, iPhones and their iPads and things like that. That's how they're following sports now. They watch it in clips. They don't watch whole games. But what about the participation? I'd be curious to know what you think. So I'm asking you, if you would, go online and simply send me an email. Mark at ShoreSportsMD.com. Mark, M-A-R-K, at ShoreSportsMD.com. Send me an email why you think numbers are down. I'd be curious to know your thoughts, and uh, we can talk about it in, in coming uh, podcasts as well. But, yeah, numbers are down all across the uh, shore here um, and, and some teams not even being able to be you know to, to host events or even worse not being able to have a team but uh, let me know what you think mark at shoresportsmd.com ah uh, yes this portion of the timeout with shore sports podcast is presented by college placement consulting providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year let the dedicated professionals at college placement consulting help your child prepare for college go online to schedule a no obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com you won't regret it that's for sure all right let's talk about some of the stupid rules of winter sports that i just found out in uh, some interviews in the last week uh, in basketball they're not going to do a jump ball in basketball now. Nope. 
It's going to be a coin flip. Reasoning? COVID. Yeah. Never mind the fact that the players can go out on the court, play without a mask, rub sweat on each other, get a, a, a box out, put their booty on somebody, get all sweated up. Yeah. But yet, no jump ball. Yeah. And a school has to provide three game balls. And if one of the balls goes into the stands, that ball has to be sanitized before it can be returned to action. I'm kind of okay with that. But again, it's... We're trying to get back to normal here. And at what point... Now you want to screw up rules in sports and the the way you play because somebody might have COVID. They've instituted mandatory testing across the conference every 14 days. Some school systems are testing every single week. Every week. They're limiting attendance at the games and the wrestling matches. Why? Well, because they are worried about COVID. Well, they weren't too damn worried about COVID when they uh, had volleyball going on because they didn't limit volleyball uh, attendance that time. No, they only saved it for the winter. When a league, a season that didn't even get to happen last year. Yeah, home games, each student gets four tickets. Each participant gets four tickets. Away games, they get two tickets. Yeah, but that's the rule. That's the rule. So I, I just don't get it. And in wrestling, so you wrestle without a mask. And, I mean, you're, listen, you are you don't get any closer to rubbing your sweat on another player than you do in wrestling. I mean, they're grappling. You got blood. You got spit. You got sweat. But you can't shake hands when the match is over because they don't want you getting COVID. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, sometimes I, I feel like we dumb things down just for us. Yeah, we, there's really no need to take away jump balls, and there's no need to... Take away the shaking of the hands or the awarding with the putting the hand up for your winner. Yeah, but I guess that's that, that's what they want to do to make sure we have a season. And let, let's hope everything works out to have the season uh, that, that we are planning. Uh, season starts coming up uh, December 6th and 7th. First games of the season. It's going to be exciting. Practices continuing right now and scrimmages as well. And they'll continue on. Some of the wrestling teams have scrimmages coming up this week. And uh, basketball teams, they have one more week. Uh, They'll scrimmage all into the weekend. But the season for a couple of teams start on the 6th, but the rest of them starting in earnest on the 7th. And it's going to be exciting because who knows who's going to be the top team to beat this year. Because nobody knows anything. It's all an unknown. They didn't have a season last year. And if you think about it, that means the juniors from last year, seniors, they didn't play. How many even picked up a basketball or, or did wrestling in the offseason last year? Yeah, we're going to find out. We're going to see uh, who is further ahead than anybody else when this season starts. I think we're going to have a few surprises along the way, too. And it is going to be exciting. 
Time out with Shore Sports Podcast. This final segment brought to you by Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank. Serving the Mid-Shore for over 120 years. Convenient online and in-person banking. Plus, they have money to lend. Get more info at any Queenstown Bank location or go to queenstownbank.com. So a minute ago, I was talking about the uh, uh, the testing and uh, uh, that they were doing, the COVID testing and how it's happening weekly at some schools, but mandated by the Bayside to be done every 14 days. Don't forget, Chop Tank Health can handle testing, and they also have the booster shots if you're interested in that. If you want the booster shot, hey, have at it. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I don't care if you get it or not, but it is out there for you. And uh, Chop Tank Health, one of our sponsors here at ShoreSportsMD.com, uh, is, uh, can make that happen for you. They're, they're looking for new patients, too. If you, uh, if you are looking for a new family doctor or a family dentist, don't forget choptankhealth.org. They've got uh, local dental centers as well as uh, medical centers and, of course, school-based health centers uh, throughout Talbot and Caroline County. So choptankhealth.org for more information there. Well, well, that's going to do it for me. Uh, congratulations. The Maryland Terps win their sixth game with a win over the Rutgers on Saturday. They become bowl eligible, I think, what for the first time since 2006 or something like that. Uh, then, of course, you've also got uh, Virginia Tech who became bowl eligible with a nice win over the University of Virginia, 29-24 in that one. And yeah, we can't forget about Alabama, you know, and their come-from-behind four-overtime victory. Boy, that was close, and it didn't need to be uh, over Auburn. But it's really going to be interesting to see how all of this shakes out in the college football playoff system Uh, because it'll be interesting to see, you know, who is in and who is out? I mean, we know that uh, the folks there at, uh, at Alabama, they weren't very impressive, right? We know that. So what is that going to do for them uh, in their rankings? So obviously, Georgia's still going to be number one. In fact, Alabama and Georgia will play this Saturday for the SEC championship game. And it's the first time in I don't know how many years that Alabama has gone into the game as an underdog. By the way, the last time they did, they beat Georgia. Yeah, so we'll see how that works out. But uh, right now, the AP comes out. Michigan jumps all the way up to number two. Yeah, they were five. They jumped all the way up to number two. Cincinnati, they jumped from four to three, and Alabama dropped from three to four. Oklahoma State is five, Notre Dame is six, and Ohio State drops from two to uh, to seven. Yeah, then you got Ole Miss, Baylor, and Oregon are your top ten teams. Now, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. In the AFCA coaches poll, it's Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Baylor, and Oregon. So they have uh, the coaches poll has Alabama in number two instead of four, and then uh, they go chalk the rest of the way down. But uh, Tuesday night is when the uh, playoff rankings come out, and we'll see how it shuffles around a little bit. I think Michigan's going to be in, and Cincinnati still in. They'll play Houston for their conference championship on Saturday. Georgia and Alabama play. Can Alabama still get in? If they lose to Georgia, because 
if they get in with two losses, and I still think they can, especially if the game with George is close. But if Georgia blows them out by a touchdown or more, not even a blowout, but by a touchdown or more, I think Alabama's done in the hunt for the national championship. However, if Alabama beats Georgia, I think you got to go Michigan and Cincinnati also. And does Georgia stay number one with an Alabama victory if Michigan knocks off Iowa? Or if Alabama beats Georgia, does Michigan move up to number one with a win over Iowa? Georgia go to four. Alabama go to two. I think what you'd end up seeing, if if Alabama were to beat Georgia, I think it'd be Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, and Georgia. That would be your top four. If Georgia wins, it's Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and then, gosh, you you have to look. Is it going to be Oklahoma State? They've got to beat Baylor. Or will it be Notre Dame? I don't think Notre Dame deserves to get in because they're not playing for a conference championship. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out here over the next week as championship week in college football is this coming Saturday. It's going to be exciting, no doubt about it. Hopefully you can get out and and, uh, check out the Maryland State High School Championship games going on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Watch some college football all in preparation for an exciting winter sports season. We'll be covering it right here on uh, Time Out with Shore Sports. I want to thank you for listening today. Prayers for the uh, Bradley family as we wait for word that uh, they have given birth to their baby girl, but no word on that just yet. I don't know what uh, what the baby's waiting on. Yeah, so we're still waiting to hear that. And uh, again, uh, praying for healthy and uh, healthy mom and healthy baby, of course, as well, uh, as we wait to hear about the birth of the baby girl. Uh, check out our Facebook pages. We'll announce it once it happens. And of course, you can always follow LongshoreSportsMD.com. Don't forget, share the podcast. Let people know it's out here. We'd love to have more people listening. Thank you for listening. And hopefully you had a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, hopefully Mike Bradley will be back with us next week right here on Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on ShoreSportsMD.com.